here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Shake Them Ropes for June 1st, 2014. Jeff Hawkins and I are going to do the Payback Post Show. We're going to talk about what happened on Payback 2014 that you may have seen on the WWE Network. Uh, Also, the pre-show. Glance a little bit at NXT TakeOver from Thursday. Uh, Do have some info up. We have a website going. It's bare bones at the moment, but it does have some info. It's shakethemropes.com. You can catch our schedule for recording our past shows get info on our future shows Uh, we started this last week with our uh, podcast where we are taking calls again probably not going to do it on every episode but maybe after big events like payback for example follow us at shake them ropes on twitter at shake them ropes and you can get call and info a little bit more in advance next time hopefully so if you have thoughts about any show that we're watching you can call in you can follow us at shake them ropes you can get our call in and you can listen live to our show at shakethemropes.com. There is a web player in the top right hand corner. So on these shows where we maybe take calls or just a big event happens, you can actually listen in as it happens or download the podcast. We'll have information up about being on iTunes. We're just waiting for that to go through. So we'll be up on iTunes soon. And uh, that's basically it. We'll be right back with Jeff Hawkins for this week's show talking payback in just a moment. Hello and welcome everybody to our post WWE Payback 2014 edition of Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran here, Jeff Hawkins in uh, California, dodging earthquakes right now. Jeff, how are you? Doing well. A little shaken up, but uh, it just mixes the drink. Was it a 3.7 or a 3.8 you just experienced? Yeah. Yeah, I, I already forget exactly how big it was, but yeah, it's all over the... Uh, it's all over the Twitter right now. Californians going through a uh, earthquake, and you may be going through a second one, depending on the outcome of this Kings Blackhawks game. Oh <laughs> uh, no, because because there aren't that many L.A. Kings fans. It's hockey. It's L.A. Yeah, this is Laker Dodger town, but uh, you know we'll see. Are gonna are people gonna get on the bandwagon? Have you seen bandwagon jumpers? Yes, onto the oh, Kings. Yeah. No, well, a lot of the fans that came in after the twenty. 12 cup are bandwagon fans i mean you, you have a pretty good sizable thing i mean once they won town to begin with that uh and, you know it's like hey we can root for a winner here because the lakers are down it's mm-hmm. like okay great where were you when uh we were suffering right <laughs> i i can believe that um all right well wwe payback we are coming off of nxt takeover which aired on the network on Thursday. Did you watch NXT TakeOver, Jeff? I did. It was a pretty impressive show. I quite enjoyed NXT TakeOver. It was very fun, very entertaining. Bring that up because going into Payback tonight, there was a lot of talk that the main roster guys, the guys on this show tonight at Payback, would try to outdo what the youngsters did 
on NXT TakeOver. Before we get into the actual show, just blanketing the entire three-hour event, which show did you enjoy more, NXT TakeOver or Payback 2014? As a as a complete show, NXT was was a was a strong show. Uh, you know, pretty much all the way through, and then even includes the post game. Uh, in terms of individual matches, uh, I'd I'd still give a slight edge to NXT, but I I did enjoy you know the two the two really good matches on on Extreme Rules or not Extreme Rules Payback. <laughs> yes, it. It felt like it might have been the same show as Extreme Rules going in. Uh, but Slightly. once the show ended, it was by no means the same exact show. No. Um, so we'll, we'll go right into uh, Payback. Payback first started with our uh, pre-show match or the kickoff on WWE Network. It was Hornswoggle and El Torito in a hair versus mask match. Now, I know you have been praising the work of 3MB and Hornswoggle lately. I enjoy them. You've been their number one fan. I would may I say? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Hornswoggle and Torito. Uh, the match was a match. Uh, the crowd sort of into it, sort of not. Not nearly as into it as the last one they had on a kickoff show. But yeah. also there weren't as many oh my god moves on this yeah. one. Uh, but Torito got the win. Yep. Hornswoggle got shaved, or at least half of his head did. Uh, how'd you like the kickoff show to pay back tonight? You know, it, it was it was what I pretty much expected to be. It got, it got a little goofy there with your standard kind of small person match spots with, you know, you, you kick out on a guy and it goes into the referee's arms and he puts him back down. Um, you know, I Hornswoggle doesn't get enough love because he doesn't get to do a lot. But, man, he's just, even in the post-match stuff, his, his facials and his reactions and just... Just he's, he's. I mean, it, there's room for mid card comedy, and I 3MB and Hornswoggle, especially on stuff that is very little seen on SmackDown or the SmackDown post show. Uh, they do it so well to me. Um, but overall, the match was a little sloppy. I thought, uh, but uh, you know, it was what I expected it to be. I, I think tearing off a mask to reveal another mask is a, is such a cop out at times. They've, do, they've done it quite a few times with Rey Mysterio, but I come yeah. on. Going into this, we both had this one right in our predictions. Oh, yeah. we, we knew, it's not difficult. We knew what was going to happen, and then, and then just the shaving thing. It was almost like it was a it was, uh, let's let's see what kind of ways we can torture him out there. I was in a I was in a way kind of more into that because Torito was just going crazy on the shaving. Oh God, yes! He was just scalping him with the razor blade, shaving cream, which isn't even necessary when you're shaving a guy's head. That's just wrong. He had the shaving cream. (laughs) He had the electric razor that he was shaving after the shaving cream was already put on. Then he brought out the disposable razor, and he was just not even looking while doing it, just scraping and scraping. Oh yeah, Uh, poor Hornswoggle. And the commentary was dreadful. But what are you gonna do? Commentary was not that great. Uh, That in a lot of ways was a a truth throughout the night. Um, not their best effort tonight. Uh, we go into the main, that was your pre-show. That was the pre-show for this one. The opener on the card. I guess I should mention one more thing. We had a couple of matches announced for the actual payback show that yes. were made during the pre-show, uh, including 
Uh, I guess this was made on the website, but it was announced the Rhodes brothers going up against uh, Rybaxel was going to come later. Uh, and then we had Kofi Kingston against Bo Dallas made on the pre-show as CM Punk chants broke out. Booker T quieted the panel and Kofi and Alex Riley look confused. They're like, why are you quieting? Are we supposed to listen to the CM Punk chants? And Booker gives the breaking news that Kofi was going to wrestle Bo Dallas tonight. So those were your uh, five minutes of build for those two matches. Yeah, I I find the weird on-again, off-again push of Rybaxel odd. I just do. It's almost It's almost like they're almost ready to go back and be Heyman guys as a tag team. Yeah, because they, because well, because they keep they keep thinking that okay, now is going to be their time for their tag team ascension, and then it's just uh, and then you know you have this weird feud, and then you know they get meaningless wins, and then they'll just lose mm-hmm. probably on Raw. Sure, yeah, it's how far you c- can you go? I mean, are they going to get a shot with with the Usos at some point? We'll see. Now, now one one positive I thought was when they did announce the Kofi match, they brought up uh the injury, you know. How hurt were you after facing Cesaro? I thought that was a nice touch. Because mm-hmm. now, okay, now he's weakened going into this match with Bo Dallas, so maybe, you know, there's an excuse if he loses. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that he needs an excuse at this point. I mean, who's going to win? Um, so we go into our main show, the opener, as has been. This is the second time they've been back at Chicago where Paul Heyman has come out to try and kind of diffuse the CM Punk chants right away, right off the bat. Uh, they did it on Raw uh, several weeks ago. They did it here at Payback. Um, yeah, we have, or several months ago, I should have said. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro for the U.S. title opened the show. Paul Heyman came out cutting a promo saying CM Punk wasn't there. Healed on the Blackhawks and the Chicago fans. and <laughs> Which I'm sure you were loving. Yes! Sorry. Oh my God, they did it. Kings just won, baby. The Kings <laughs> are your victors. I'm glad CM Punk was there. Yes, the LA Kings have won 5-4. to four. So I guess that means they go on to play the Heat in the finals, right? Yes. <laughs> Did I get that one correct? In, in, in the College World Series. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited because <laughs> I'm going to the regionals. I, I expect uh, Indiana to make it with them. So your LA Kings, you're going to see some more bandwagon jumpers. I am, and I'm going to go to a Stanley Cup game, so that'll be nice. All right, okay, congratulations. You're also going to see another hurricane, or hurricane, earthquake tonight. Probably. With fans just rioting all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah, those, those riotous L.A. hockey fans. I don't know what they do out there. <laughs> oh, they, they, they go, ah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Eh, let, let's continue the... Uh, They're still at the Dodgers show. game anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they are. They're um, like, ah. Uh, let's, so we go into the main show, and by the way, if you'd like to uh, give us your thoughts, uh, we'll, we'll see if we get any calls. We're going to open up the phone line. Um, you can call us at 765-791-8801 or on Skype. You can find the info for the Skype call in at shakethemropes.com. You can listen live at shakethemropes.com, and if you are, thank you for doing so. We roll right into Payback 2014. It was opened up with this U.S. title match. Uh, what did you think of the U.S. title match? What did you think about the result with Sheamus pulling it out of nowhere? That that was a little mind-boggling, yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I went in thinking Sheamus was going to win anyway uh, because he just won the U.S. title. Uh, I didn't know how they would do it. Someone had actually brought up that uh, Paul Heyman may even turn on Cesaro and join Sheamus, and that could do the double turn right there. Uh, 
but I wasn't surprised by the result. Um, I was surprised when the result happened. Yeah, I was surprised that they pinned him clean. Yeah. I, that That's a big shocker to me. Um, also, you know, I, I enjoyed the match. I just, I think they try and rely way, way too much on Cesaro's strength at times, and, it, and it's going to end up killing him at one time. You know, just the... Uh, you know the 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 superplex yeah. from over the rope that really didn't get there without a little bit of help of pushing off of that top turnbuckle. Um, yeah, it was a nice big guy match. It it Sheamus does nothing for me right now. So you know, I'd like to I'd like to see diff, a different match from him mm. <laughs> occasionally. But I know you know it's the WWE style. You go and you set up. You know, you set up your moves and. Uh, yeah, you know, do do what you do, but uh, overall, just you know, it was an enjoyable match. I, I was just still shocked that they uh, they uh, that they pinned Cesaro clean. That seemed odd. Yeah, given they what, uh, given what they were telling you, they had in store for him. They the Sheamus, uh, Matt, the yeah, the superplex that you mentioned with Cesaro just deadlifting him up. Because Sheamus, Sheamus tried to push off of that. Uh, top rope, the little uh, turnbuckle. Didn't quite happen. Didn't quite get there. And Cesaro just lifted him right up, went in right to that superplex. Uh, the finish came when Cesaro was giving him the swings, gave him about 14 revolutions. And after going to pick up Sheamus for the neutralizer, as is his follow-up, Sheamus just rolled him right up. One, two, three. Heyman was not happy. Cesaro was perplexed. And we have a reigning and defending U.S. champion in Sheamus. So he goes on. What does he do next at this point? What does uh, Sheamus go on from here? Are they going to continue the Cesaro and Sheamus deal? Or will each guy move on to something else? I think you almost have to move on to something else. Really? Okay. Uh, Hold on. I got someone at my door. (laughs) Someone at your door? Is it the L.A. Kings? No. Hold on. Because that would be a miracle. That would just be awesome. So while Jeff checks to see if he's about to get murdered, uh, I do want to make mention I have the payback fallout on in the background. Currently, Bo Dallas is giving a speech, which I'm sure is awesome. Uh, I did. I was able to catch a snippet. If you notice that I was a little distracted while Jeff was talking, I was. I was listening to Dean Ambrose give what may have been the best payback press conference on the network. Jeff, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. There was nobody at the door. That's nobody. Why. Okay, I, I think was. They just hit my hit my door with something. Sorry about. I that. was giving the people running play by play on your possible murder. <laughs> why? Yeah, you never oh, know. Oh. In case this is a thing. Why? Who knows? Who knows who's at your door? I'm America's sweetheart. Are you? Anybody kill me? You know who's America's sweetheart? I was telling. Uh, I'm watching the network on silent in the background, and currently Bo Dallas is giving one of those press conferences. Oh, I love God, that Bo Dallas is giving great. a press conference for a match he ended up not having, and we'll go into that. But he looks like the happiest guy of all time doing this press guy. Co- I can't wait to go back and listen to the audio. <laughs> Apparently, Dean Ambrose did a great press conference, too. I caught a sentence of it, if you could tell I was a little distracted. Uh, so I yeah. caught a sentence of that. Uh, I'll go back and listen to the whole thing, because I get a kick out of these post-fight press conferences or the post-wrestling press conferences. Uh, you can't take them too seriously, but they're fun for the most part. Yeah, they look like they're they're fairly you know well done and well kind of scripted out. Absolutely, um, and and you know they're they're enjoyable for what they are. But but it's always kind of weird to see the online stuff 
that's not for public consumption be better than the real stuff Mm -hmm. at times. Like there's a guy who does whatever, but the backstage pass thing for the network went on. That guy should have been put as head of creative or something because his stuff was brilliant. Just brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of well-written and well-scripted, we had the tag team match that was booked a half hour prior Cody Rhodes and Goldust against Ryback and Curtis Axel. Uh, another you going into your point, the push for Rybaxel continues. They got the win on this one, but the big story was after the match. Uh, one, Cole was pushing them as a possible title contender, which has been coming forever and never quite happens. But the big news after the match, why don't you go ahead and go into uh, what Cody Rhodes had to say after this battle? Go find yourself a better tag team partner. They That's, did. They did the passive aggressive breakup. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that's what's coming. Goldust is going to try and mend fences. Come on, do it again. Da, 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 da. I have faith in you. I have faith in you until Cody just loses it and Cody, smacks him. Cody snaps and says, "Hey, I'm not the guy, and this is the only way I can get you off of my back." Maybe yeah. type of thing. But yeah, he yeah. he tells his brother Goldust that I'm not good enough for you. You you are it. You can have a shot, but I am holding you down, basically, is what he said. As Cody Rhodes takes the fall on this one, he was he was uh, sent down with a shell shock from the Ryback, and the Ryback gets the cover. So, yeah, Ryback and Curtis Axel possibly getting the next tag title shot. And usually the way this goes, probably we'll think about it happening on pay-per-view, and it'll end up happening on SmackDown somewhere. I don't think they're getting the next tag title shot. I think it's just a win. Just a win. I think I think the the Wyatt family is probably getting a tag title shot. Okay, it could happen. It's one of those two teams. Um, we go into uh, we keep going into matches here, and really the first part of this show seemed to me like really big filler. Like nothing I was too crazy excited about. Our next match was Rusev and Big E. I was anticipating a good uh, victory for Rusev going into this. His work on TakeOver on Thursday, I thought was awesome. He showed intensity that he hasn't really showed on Raw. He was just, you know, going right into Mojo Raleigh. I thought NXT TakeOver showed the side of Rusev that needs to be coming out more on Raw. He gets the win here on uh, Big E. Big E did hit a crazy spot where he uh, did his dive through the ropes and both crashed and burned on the floor. That was pretty cool. But otherwise, it was a big Rusev win. Yeah, I, you know, on, on the NXT show, I'm I'm surprised. I thought I agree with you. I thought Rusev was really good on there. I'm surprised they fed Raleigh to him uh, just because he's a big guy with charisma and they don't have a lot of those in NXT to bring up to mm-hmm. the main roster necessarily. Uh so that was interesting. I wonder if they're going to repackage him. Yeah, I. They uh, taped the next month of NXT on the day after, and Mojo got ah. some Mojo got some wins, but I don't know okay. if it's going to be the same Mojo we're used to. Right. Uh, as for Big E, I mean, I don't know where you go with him from here because he was pretty much crushed dead. I mean, I don't see this feud continuing. It, isn't this baffling to you a little bit? I mean, in terms of where he was last year. And where he is this year, yeah, right now? Not even last year. We're talking six months ago. Last year, yeah. payback, he was the second for Dolph Ziggler still before they yeah. ended up breaking him up. But yeah, I mean, he was still protected. 
you have a power lifter with that much agility mm-hmm. who can do dives and you're doing nothing with him. I mean, yeah, it was a little startling. It, it's it. This is where you start to need mouthpieces. And I know they don't like having the superfluous members of the roster to just be managers, but come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know what they're going to do with biggie, but at least in the short term, probably nothing good for him. Uh, we had Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella were shown backstage as they were there to uh, to make a big decision later on. And speaking of uh, big decisions, we had no decision in a Kofi Kingston-Bo Dallas non-match. Both guys entered the ring, and who should come out but Kane? Kane made his the demon Kane came out and just destroyed Kofi as Bo Dallas ran away. Um, yeah, I, what's what is there to do with Kane? This was just ill timed. Uh, the segment to me came off bad because as soon as Kane hit the ring, they rang the bell to start the match, and you're like, well, "What kind of dummy does that?" And I saw you tweet that, and I don't know if they were ringing the bell or if Charles Robinson was calling for the bell to get Kane out of it. You know when they have a big brawl and it's like, this match is over, blah, blah, blah. They'll they'll ring the bell to try and restore order. I think it was kind of something like that. Although, I saw you tweet that, and I heard the bell, and then Bo Dallas went back in the ring afterwards, and I thought... I thought, thought him. Yeah, I thought... I thought he him. He's a... Good, you know, you just cover him. You rang the bell and then do his post-match spiel. Yeah. That didn't happen. Or, actually, you know what I thought? I thought he was going to do the whole, oh, you'll get through this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But Count first. Him. Right. Count, <laughs> right. That, that would, I thought that would have been great. But uh, I had someone who disagreed with me. But on the other I hand. I thought that would have been. Why not? He, it gives awesome. Bo Dallas he's a win. A, it yeah, gives a chicken shit heel. Yes. We can do that. Yeah, why not? Um, at least they did get that opportunity to give the post-match, uh, you know, you'll come back better than ever, just have to believe. Uh, that, as I contend still, is going to be what gets this over. If they oh, didn't, think, co- yeah. if they oh, didn't come okay. up with that, he would have been in trouble. Yeah, I think it's going to be mostly appeal to smarky crowds. Yeah, which is good because uh, this is a crowd where you can tell if this gimmick was going to get over, and he did get over in Chicago. He had a reaction, yeah. people were doing the believing. If you can make it in Chicago, I think he has a good future. I hope so. I, I like him. I think, you know, he's been around long enough. You know, they've kind of, he's naturally talented, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, at such, and he's still very, very young. So I, I think he's still very, very young. How old is he? Oh, oh he's got to be young. I'm going to guess before looking this up that he's 26. He is 24. He's 24. Because he's been in developmental since 17 or 18. He actually just turned 24. His birthday was the 25th of May. Yeah, I I just think they're going to have to do more with this other than just that. I mean, I kind of gave my idea last week, but, uh, you know, heighten it a bit. Now it's time to heighten the bit, as they say in comedy, and uh, do more with it. Uh, Because now that you've beaten Kofi, he's pretty much the gatekeeper to upper stuff. I think they'll have him beat lower guys, you know, a few next few weeks. Maybe Zack Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> maybe JTG will get a paycheck one of these days. Uh, uh, but, I don't think we're ever going to see him again, just on that note. Not not saying you're wrong. I just, that's my feeling. I don't think we're ever going to see JTG again. Yeah, I, I, I 
I would agree with that. I ju- I just want to see more from this from this gimmick. Yeah. Now. Uh we go into uh we had that one. Bad News Barrett defended the Intercontinental Championship against Robert Von Dam. And uh yeah, this was a uh, match. RVD seemed to work hard, did his traditional spots. Bad News Barrett of course is having the run of his life so far since 2010's debut. Uh and Bad News Barrett gets the win over Rob Van Dam with the bullhammer elbow. Um, I would consider it about average, maybe a little bit above that. Uh, yeah, what'd you think about this one, Intercontinental Championship? And this is a feud that absolutely has to end. Bad News Barrett has to go on to somebody else. Uh, I thought RVD looked better than he had in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, it, it was what it was. And uh, I don't know, that bullhammer was sloppy as hell, I thought. Um but it was it was a decent match, and your linear champion stays your linear champion. Um, or, or except he's not the, not the linear, linear oh, champion. Oh, Sheamus is the linear. Sheamus champion. remains the linear ah, champion. Damn it! Sheamus defeated Bad News Barrett, so Sheamus is the linear. Yeah, this was Cesaro's chance to take hold of that world heavyweight linear championship. And if you don't yeah. know what that means, that's fine. It's fine. It's doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. Um. I'm waiting for that big Sheamus Randy Orton linear championship match because I I gotta feel it's coming. Before the Sheamus heel turn, I feel that match is coming. I don't know why. I just feel it, and I feel Randy Orton getting a big win. Mm. Got to get that linear title back. Uh, we had the decision 2014. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon comes out. She asks Daniel Bryan and Brie Bell to come out as well, and they agree. Uh, they talk about, you know, having babies and whatnot, kind of letting the next five minutes out of the bag beforehand. Uh, there was a CM Punk chant in this match that, uh, or in, in this segment that Stephanie McMahon did address. Yes. She said the fans want Daniel Bryan to quit just like CM Punk quit. Uh, there were not, I'll note before we just go into this more, it was not a big CM Punk chant heavy show. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like there were more chants on this show than there were on the Raw a couple of months ago when they were in Chicago. There were. I think there were three chants. There was one on the pre-show. Yeah. There was one uh, during, actually during the Torito match. Right. But ne- pre-show. And never at was... any point were they hijacking the show with them. No, there was a Dolph Ziggler chant during the yeah. uh, Big E match, right? Where there was a We Want Ziggler, big one. Yeah. Yeah. They did not get what they wanted tonight in Chicago. Nope. Uh, but they did get uh, Daniel Bryan coming out and reluctantly acting as if he was going to surrender the title because he did not want his wife to get fired. But Jeff, guess what happened? What? Brie Bella took the power back. Feminism. Um, yeah, she quit. She quit. You can't fire me. I quit. Smack, which was a nice little smack. The slap was great. Yeah. It was the best part of the entire angle. Uh, Brie looked fantastic too. I don't know. Well, I mean, she's she, she sometimes looks too thin, but she looked fantastic here. I think she I looks you, sometimes she looks too thin because she's next to Nikki, who's yeah. got the boobs, and she's a little bit you know not thick by any means, but thicker. Yes. Um. So that definitely does it. But uh, yeah, Brie Bella slapped Stephanie, and Stephanie sold it like like she was put down a peg. 
Like she got on her high horse and all of a sudden she's like, oh, I, you know, I got to get out of here because I've just been embarrassed. Yeah, I, you know, Stephanie, I really don't have a lot of love for uh, that. But uh, I thought I thought the segment did what it was supposed to, although (laughs) now we're still in limbo about what happens to the title for the most part. Yep, uh, we'll uh, see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. Stephanie has a retort for him, but Daniel Bryan is still the champion. Uh, I have to feel like if he's ready to go, even if they think he's ready to go or will be ready to go by Money in the Bank, which they have you know, still four weeks beforehand, um, they might even announce a match for him tomorrow. They may we- made a week uh, or wait a week for that, but uh, we might start to see the direction tomorrow in Indianapolis, uh, what happens with that. WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So one main event down, still two more to go. The uh, second main event of the evening was next with John Cena and Bray Wyatt. And uh, some people are calling this the best last man standing match there has ever been. Um, I created a poll and asked some a small group of fans if they agreed with that or if they thought one of the previous last man standings that have been critically acclaimed were better. Um, sometimes you get when you're only a couple of minutes after the match, you'll get feelings that, oh, my match that I saw three years ago was better. And then you also get a side where they live in the present. They think whatever they just saw is the best of all time. Uh, what are your thoughts on this last man standing match? Go ahead and tell the fans who won the match and, uh, we'll dissect this one a little bit. Uh, John Cena won the match. Oh my God. Once again, with, uh, by the way, called it through a little bit of chicanery. Yes. John Cena um, gets the win. I with, would not with help, call this... by the way. Before you go in, with help. Yeah. By the way. That's part of why I'm not calling this the best last man standing match of WWE's time. I, I don't count things like Texas death matches or things of that nature from other federations because there have been better. Uh, I... I much more enjoyed, say, the Cena-Batista one-on-one because there wasn't as much ancillary interference going on. Uh, but the interference that was there, mm-hmm. pretty darn spectacular stuff. I mean, I know you have just a mat on for the Usos for some reason, but I thought they took some wild, wild bumps. Well, they definitely took some one. wild bumps. Both of um, them did. But and in terms of an in-match story, I didn't need one. as I didn't need that much interference. I didn't need as much Wyatt, even though we knew it was coming. Uh, you know, the, why do they always do that spot over by the AV table or special effects table where you hit the table and all of a sudden a firework goes off? And in this one, they didn't even hit any controls; it just went off. There are a lot <laughs> of uh, there are some poorly wired and poorly placed electronics. Yeah. In that location, there were, some, there were some poorly shot shots tonight too. I think they yeah. had B crew going, but uh, um, you know, I I enjoy, I enjoy. I thought I thought Bray was really good in this match. Uh, you know, Cena Cena's the you know the young up and comer who overcomes the odds. We mm-hmm. we get it, but uh, it, you know, much like Superman or other superheroes. You're only as good as your villains, and I thought Bray was pretty darn good. I thought Luke Harper was pretty darn good. Gotta give it to Rowan for taking that butt bump through the table. That cannot be pleasant, the way that was situated. Didn't look pleasant for uh, the Uso that went into him either. Nope. 
But you mentioned the camera angles and the camera crew. Yeah, they uh, there was at one point they missed uh, Sister Abigail. There was uh, the fireworks happened and it was kind of like it took Bray by surprise. Like what happened? It wasn't really loud. There were no flashing lights. And then John Cena just got up right away anyway. And it was it was a little weird. Um, it was definitely entertaining. There was, again, a lot of craziness. Luke Harper hit the uh, the top rope superplex uh, with an Uso onto two tables, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they really let Rowan, Harper, and the Usos do some stuff to kind of give Bray Wyatt and John Cena a rest and to take them out of all the craziness. Uh, so they got a period. There was at one point where the announcers were literally just yelling at the referee that Bray had been down for a good minute because yeah. he was. He was resting while all the other craziness happened and the announcers were focusing on Bray Wyatt instead of this, what was in front of him. This commentating team, just D-minus tonight. In the next match, they did that too, where Layfield is just yelling at the ref that Alicia's shoulders are down when they weren't. She was still had her back arched doing a move on page, and you're just like, shut up, guys. You're, you're taken away from the match. You're supposed to add to it. You're not supposed to take away from it. Lawler doing his terrible humor all night. It just, uh, that's, that's the other reason I really loved NXT is they treated it a lot like sport, and, you know, it, was, it mattered, and Regal was just fantastic, I thought. But mm-hmm. uh, getting back to the, the Wyatts and, and, and uh, Cena match, that, if you're setting up, that this is quote unquote the final showdown between Wyatt and Cena. You got to keep the other four guys out of there. You really do. I know it's the gimmick is that the Wyatt is a family, but this was set up like, like a big, big blow off match to me. And you want that one-on-one. Yeah. Especially if Cena's going over. Yeah. And he did, he got the win here. He, uh, gave an AA, to Bray Wyatt through one of those cargo loading uh, the racks little case that's made out of basically plywood, it looks like. Uh, and then John Cena put another shelf on top of him so he couldn't escape even if he uh, was able to. Uh, so yeah, John Cena gets the win here. All six men beaten up during this entire bout. Uh, do you, where do you rank? I mean, you don't have to rank it or anything, but with previous Last Man Standing matches, maybe in your memory... Was this the greatest one of all time or not in the discussion or would you have to think about it a little bit? Uh, I think Cena Batista would be my number one. Really? I just enjoyed it a little bit better. I, th- I, think, it, I think this goes okay. above the Ryback match for me. Uh, what other ones should I have on my list? I have a, uh, I have a poll up. And again, it was a small sample. Got about 30 responses, about 40 responses, actually. Uh, the five I listed on this poll uh, for the best last man sitting match ever were based on Dave Meltzer's star ratings. So I, okay. I took in the five best star ratings. Uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt from tonight, assuming he's going to rate that highly because he's one of the critics who called it the best of all time. Mm. Uh, John Cena and Umaga at Channeling Royal Rumble. It. Channeling his inner Joe Rogan. That's yeah. The best shit. Okay, go ahead. John Cena and Umaga from the Royal Rumble 2007. That was a good one. Triple H versus Chris Jericho from Fully Loaded 2000. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton and Triple H from No Mercy 2007. This is, I believe, the night where Triple H wrestled thrice. Yeah. 
an Edge and John Cena from Backlash 2009 were the five I put up there. Currently in the lead is John Cena and Umaga from the Royal Rumble, which I myself feel is the best last man standing match I have ever seen, and I had seen all five on this list. I think you're right. I, I couldn't remember the Umaga match. That match was awesome. He was so good in that. It was Umaga and John Cena even. Yeah, it, it was a similar thing going into tonight's Bray Wyatt-John Cena matches. You know, we saw the match previously. We saw it at uh, New Year's Resolution uh, that year. Um, it was two guys where you weren't quite sure if, you know, Umaga, is he the greatest worker ever? No. Is John Cena the greatest worker ever? What's going to happen on this? And those two, part of it, I think, was the surprise about how good it was versus expectations going in. Yeah. But also, the match delivered. They could never re-air it again because the finish involved choking. But that match was, uh, I feel, the best of all time. So that was that currently is leading our poll. Can you not get it on the network? Uh, you can get it on the network, but I don't believe they're ever going to you know, s- you know, single it out. No. Because of that well, reason. Well, also, they're not going to single it out because Umaga's dead. Well, that too. But what are you going to do? Um, John Cena Umaga is leading the poll with 46% of the vote with 38 people responding so far. Let's update. Yep, 38 re- people responding. Uh, in second place is the Triple H and Chris Jericho match, which is actually the highest rated last man standing match Dave Meltzer has ever rated. Mm. It received four and a half stars back in 2000. It is his highest rating. So if Meltzer really does believe tonight's match was the best of all time, it's going to be at least four and three quarters or five stars. So who knows? Uh, We have a single vote for the Randy Orton Triple H last man standing match, which I also think was really awesome. Uh, All these matches were really good. Um, I'd probably say Randy Orton and Triple H is my second favorite. Uh, Especially the way... Uh, we don't have to go into it too much, but I thought it was really good. And Edge and John Cena has uh, a couple of votes too. So those were what I consider the best of all time. I don't believe tonight's match after a couple days of thought is going to be on the top of mind for everyone else, but we'll see. No, I would agree with you that Cena Umaga is pretty much. Yeah, it was. For, for some reason, the random thought in my head came came in that, why in the hell did we need Kane tonight? Why did we need Kane? I just just to keep him just, fresh in our minds for some reason that came, and especially during a new guy that you're trying to get going. I'm sorry that all of a sudden that just I, I wasn't spacing out on 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 your opinion because I really enjoyed it. I thought you know because I don't have that much recall of of all these last man saying I'd have to go to the internet just because my brain is so full of old wrestling. I think that new wrestling doesn't stick as much, but. Uh, yeah, why did you need Kane during a new superstar you're trying to get over? That's just stupid. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's just set into. Uh, Bill, I and mean, just keep them fresh in our minds. I think is what happened. I really think that's all it is. But also thank at the same time, will yeah, thank goodness he didn't have Bo attack him and then leave. I wonder if he's actually going to be next for Daniel Bryan because uh, he obviously didn't come out and attack Daniel Bryan tonight. They tried to sell the story that, you know, what reason is Kane out here? If Stephanie McMahon controls him, what does she have against Kofi Kingston? You know, it was one of those just weird. If you're going to have him on the show tonight, that was a weird place to do it. Um, we had a match that I know you were looking forward to. Paige and Alicia Fox <laughs> for the Divas heavyweight championship of the world uh page won this one we did not get a big alicia fox freak out no 
So this match was relatively useless. It was no Charlotte versus Natty Neidhart. No. No, which was phenomenal. To go back to a TakeOver, that was, uh, to me, that was the best match on TakeOver. And that's probably... Yes. It was the best match on TakeOver. I have to think about it before I say it was better than any matches tonight. Um, I, I would say there's been matches tonight that were better. But uh, yeah, Charlotte and uh, and Natalia. And I'll tell you what. Not that... It, you know, Michael Cole, We I made a joke about how Michael Cole said that match was important because Ric Flair was going to be at ringside. But I tell you, Ric Flair and Bret Hart both added a lot to that match being at ringside. I agree. They really did. Ric Flair's facials going from happy to upset to, I mean, late in the match, he was channeling his old self. Like he was literally just going to get in there and start attacking Natty. You know, that that's that's when you have seconds who are doing it right. Yes. Uh, that's just, and it adds, it's, it doesn't take away, it adds to the story. When you're putting on the sharpshooter in front of the guy who made it famous, you know, it, it's, it, yes, that's how you do it. And it seems to me that whoever books NXT mm-hmm. for a while now, and I don't know if it's still, it's not Dusty still, is it? No. No, but I mean, even when Dusty was there and Rob Naylor was there and, you know, up through now, just they, they get it. They book it like pro wrestling. And that's and when they have a big show, you know, it's it always comes through. And then you come and you watch sports entertainment and it's hit or miss. You get some good stuff, you know, you get the top guys doing the top things and you get the bomb guys who are kind of told the. You know, just do the stuff they expect to see you do. Yes. And uh, it's frustrating. But uh, Alicia Fox and uh, Paige. Mm, uh, it was a match. It was a match. Paige won, and she is still your Divas champion. And uh, I don't think this is another feud that is going to end. I don't believe this will continue. But Alicia Fox's time in the limelight might be over. It might be, but uh, you know she she got some offense in here. Yep. You know the the she didn't go crazy, so she might be cured of that. She uh, maybe she, she, <laughs> maybe she realized it just wasn't worth it. She was great on the on the JBL and Cole show this week. Uh, yeah, she was pretty darn entertaining, I thought. But uh, you know, overall, this match this match did nothing to help Paige either. Right. Who's supposed to be your next new superstar diva. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just continues kind of that middling meh of a, I mean, Chicago liked her cause I think they all knew who she was. Right. Uh, from, you know, from, from NXT, but overall this match did nothing to help her as a, as a fighting champion. And that's, uh, she's gotten her best reactions at home in England on the post WrestleMania show, because it was all Englanders and then on a Chicago show tonight that actually knows who she is. And she's still kind of, uh, she's for lack of a better term, she's still an indie darling. Like, yeah, this kid is getting success as one of us. Like she's one of our people. Um, so yeah, she got a, a pretty good reaction and she keeps her title. Who's the next challenger. I mean, do they, do they start something with Natalia? Are they going to, uh, is it going to be a random woman who just suddenly attacks her tomorrow night on Raw? I mean, what's next? The return next? of AJ. The return of AJ? Okay. <laughs> uh, Maybe. She's got no more Blackhawks games to go to. Uh, um, 
wow, you know, I Uh-oh. I could see them I could see them doing something with Natty. Yeah, I could I could see that too based off of what they were doing. A um, newfound aggression between her and and Tyson Kidd coming up to the main roster. I don't know if they're going to put Tyson back up. He deserves better, but uh you know, may, maybe maybe they do something off of this. I don't think they're going to they're not going to bring Charlotte up right now cuz you know that she just won the darn thing. Yeah, but, uh, she's not coming up anytime soon. She's still got a lot of work to do. I, it doesn't seem else, like it after that match. Who else can we put in there? Who else can we put in there? Oxana no. I'm talking like random, random. You could always do Nikki Bella. Like, okay, we fired Bree, so Nikki, in order to uh, not hate us so much. Or maybe they're going to try to buy Nikki. I don't know. And give her Lana. the title shot. Lana will be your next. Uh, no. I tell you, we didn't mention this when Rusev came out. But before I talk about that, we have breaking news on the show. Yes. Uh, the commissioner of the NHL has actually restarted the game. Oh, sh- shut up. Apparently, the last goal did not actually go in the net, so they're restarting the game, and it's 4-4. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't happen in real sports. Come on. Um, Rusev, when he came out tonight, you know who did the ring, the ring introduction for him? Justin Roberts. Hmm. Lana came out, came out, gave her spiel about Putin. And then stop talking, and Justin Roberts did the introduction. I think they're going to start slowly ciphering her away from being, from talking all the time during the intro. Yeah. Eventually, maybe leading her somewhere else, or as a wrestler, who knows? But yeah, it was just something I noticed that Justin Roberts tonight actually did the introduction for Rusev. Well, they've made a few tweaks in the Rusev gimmick. He's oh yeah. Now, he's now Russian. He's no longer Bulgarian. Well, he's still really. Bulgarian. He's still Bulgarian, but he but, resides but, in Russia. Resides in Russia, has Russian colors. And comes out with a Russian flag. Comes out with a Russian flag. Yep. Uh, I, I, I still think Vince McMahon has a bit of a Putin fetish because he's such a jacked up dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why he brings him up and it's cheap heat. But, uh, you know, I, I thought Lana was pretty good in her role tonight. Just oh, sure. to finish that one up. But uh, I'm trying to think of a diva who's going to... Keep thinking, because unless Melina comes back, and it's just going to be someone random. Oh, she, ain't, she ain't coming back. No, I know that. I know that. <laughs> you never know. I, I can see the Nikki storyline playing out as a mate good, like try, them trying to buy Nikki against Bree and whatnot. I don't know. I, I, I could see something like that, but anything else wouldn't make sense, and if they keep going with Alicia Fox, it's doomed. Uh, AJ can come back. I mean, there's talk that she won't come back until after the wedding with CM Punk, but you know, she could always come back for a month and then have her wedding, and who knows? Um, you never know. That's that's the women's title. I do not see any of the other women from NXT. Kind of, oh, Emma's out there. You could Emma's always do something there. with Emma. Turn Emma or Paige. Who knows? Uh, I don't think they're gonna turn anybody soon. They could always. I don't you know. think so either. I mean, the, most of the divas go so back and forth, anyways, from heel to face, from week to week, that you're just, you know, you don't even know who's who anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they could always just have one of the total divas do it as part of a storyline. I mean, you yep. still have, you have Summer Rae out there. You got Summer Rae out there. And you know what? That's probably who it's going to be. Yep. You can do it's, Summer Rae for the summer. She's still a heel. So yep. yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a reminder. If you're listening on our website at shake them ropes, we are broadcasting live. We don't do it all the time, but for post event shows, it seems like uh, reasonable for us to do. You can I'm get, risking sleep. So call in, you can call in. 
765-791-8801. Keep that number handy uh, because future shows, if you'd like to give your thoughts about anything we're talking about, that's great. Uh, you can catch us on shakethemropes.com and follow us on Twitter at shakethemropes. And you can get information about calling in on future shows, tonight's show, whatever. Also find out when we're broadcasting live. So follow that. Our main event of the evening was the... And also, if you want to call in for Rob's erotic fiction at some time. That show is scheduled for Wednesday currently. (laughs) Um, It actually, oddly enough, happens early in the morning at 8 a.m. I don't know if that time slot's going to work out best, but uh, Rob's erotica happens 8 a.m. Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Evolution in the Shield. This, some people going in thought this might be the, uh, the time where Evolution gets to win. Other people, knowing that Batista wasn't going to be there, thought the Shield, of course, gets the win here. Uh, I did we both predict the Shield on? No, I, I I took a flyer and I went with Evolution. I thought triple. I thought they were going to put Triple H in with Daniel Bryan, so I thought he'd win with a sledgehammer. Yeah, and I I believe I picked the Shield with Roman Reigns getting the last win. I felt like there would be more eliminations than this, but no, yes. we had the Shield eliminate all three guys. No one on the Shield got eliminated. There were other crazy spots in this one. Uh, Roman Reigns at one point lost his protective gear <laughs> as they just beat him with cane shots and chair shots. Uh, another crazy match, um, a good one. It was it was a little slow going early, but they ended up going around a half an hour and it picked up later. Crowd liked it. The Shield win got over huge. Shield and Evolution looks to surely be over at this point. What'd you think about the main event of Payback? Mostly liked it. Uh, really did. I thought, I, God, I, I love the Shield, and I love that they did not tease any kind of heel turn with them. I love that they're keeping them together as a unit. I want more long-term stability in units and tag teams. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Uh, Seth Rollins is a crazy man. Yeah. Doing the new Jack dives and, and just, God. Uh, I thought Batista was really good in this match. His gear certainly was. If this is his swan song, you know, I'm liking this new bearded look in the blue Tista. I thought Mm -hmm. that was funny. But uh, I was a little surprised at the end that there weren't any eliminations and that, you know, because I'm even looking at the clock going, man, this is a pay-per-view and they're, you know, 10 minutes away from losing the satellite and nobody's been pinned yet. Right. And then I thought, well, it's a network. I go, no, they offered it on pay-per-view. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was a little... You know, the, the the older logical fan in me came out a bit where I'm watching the end, you know, sequences and going, they're not tagging in. How are they the legal man getting the pin? Because each of the three got a pin on somebody. Oh, well. But they never tagged. And, and, and the, well, I, that, wouldn't have, that wouldn't have bugged me so much. If Michael Cole didn't make it a point to say they have to go in and pin him, much like the normal parameters of a normal match, and they were doing saves and everything, yeah, yeah. So, I well, mean, when you have but, a company that doesn't get the rules straight between, because everyone equates no holds barred with no disqualification, right? And they gave up on that tonight and just said it was a no DQ, no holds barred match. They kept saying that on commentary, but no holds barred is not the same as no DQ. Now, right. And, and no one cares. Everyone equates it the same thing, but that's why you have your regular tags because you can get DQ'd for coming into the ring if you're not the legal man and making saves every so often because coming into the ring is not a hold. Right. But they've been 
blurring the line between all these different steps. I mean, street fight is the same thing as a no DQ. Um, you know, everything's just the same these days. It doesn't matter what you call it. Yeah. A street fight. Everybody comes out in their gear. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's all the same. And, but I mean, that's, that's being nitpicky overall. I liked it. I thought, uh, evolution giving horsemen beatdowns was quite enjoyable. Um, and the right guys won. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. Now, I don't know where you take them from here. Uh, I think Batista is probably getting the blame for the loss, or at least the beginning of the end. I, I think we see a sh- an evolution break up tomorrow. Um, yeah. All three going which way? I don't think any one is singled out. I can see Batista saying enough of this. I didn't want it anyway in the first place, and he goes off on his own. I think Randy Orton probably de- demands some type of title match or maybe sets up with a feud with someone else, and he goes on his own. You know what I could see? I could see them setting up a loser leaves town match with Orton and, and Batista tomorrow. Yeah, very well where, could. Where, where he goes, hey, I didn't come in for this. I came in, I won the Royal Rumble. You didn't give me my match. You didn't give me what I came in for. I earned this. I don't want to be here anymore. And if you're just going to give somebody like this, you know, right. up ahead of me, you know, I'll get rid of him mm-hmm. now or I'm going to go. It's going to be him or me. I could see that happening. Yeah. And depending on as weird as this may sound, and I will not elaborate, depending on the weather tomorrow, I may be at uh, Raw Live in Indianapolis as it only is two hours away. So I may go and report what I see in person. Uh, so... I would not mind a Orton and Batista loser leaves town match, even if the result is the most obvious result of all time. Uh, as for Payback 2014, we had those triple main events, two of which were actual matches. Best match on the show. I have to figure it comes down between the Cena Bray Wyatt and Evolution Shield. What did you like best on this show? Uh, Evolution Shield. Okay. See, I'm the same. I like that one a little bit better. Uh, I get the complaints that was slow early, but when you're getting a half-hour main event, stop complaining when it's only eight minutes in that it's slow. It'll pick up. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one better. Um, I just... There has not been a trios match with the Shield, I think, in their entire two years in, of existence that has disappointed or been bad. I would agree. I, I think... I think- yeah, I mean, even from their first one, which was the t- wasn't their first one, the tables, ladders, and chairs versus Hell No and uh, and and uh, Ryback. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a great match. Yeah, they they just they came out they came out strong and have been great for two years now. It's so cool, and I know this this comparison comes up a lot, but much like the Freebirds, they're all three so very different that as a unit, it makes them even more special. Because mm-hmm. you have kind of the, the, the high flyer, you have the, the crazy guy, and you have, and you have the powerhouse. It's almost, like a, it's almost like a cool little B villain group in a comic book, but, uh, but they're really, really good. Uh, don't ever break them up. The heck with it. Give them all the world title. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got two belts, so they just got to find a belt for uh, create another one. And you can have the world heavyweight champion in three belts. Why not? Sure. Crazier things have happened. We had co-intercontinental champions at one point, for Christ's sake. And co-divas champs. You can have co-world champs. Did we have co-divas? When was that? That was uh, Lay Cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh. Which, which nobody ever accused him of ripping off the beautiful people, but they did. But nevertheless. <laughs> Doesn't, I mean, they I were. Thought, I, thought, I thought they were a fun act. Lay Cool was better. Uh, I, I so if you rip off a different program and are better. Oh, oh please. Lay Cool was their, so much better. Their music was, was great. I First of all, the two no, women like the in Lay Cool were better looking. Yes. Angelina Love looks like a drug act. Drug I, addict. I, I, I'm just... not a fan of Angelina Love. So and so. Velvet Sky is. I'm giving up the point. I'm giving up the point. Let's not go this route. The most unattractive girl that people try to convince people are attractive. Velvet Sky. Oh, you're kidding, right? No. <sighs> Daphne. At any point where people trying to say Daphne was hot and the yes. hottest woman in the building. Well, people who aren't into goths. People who are into goss probably would say that, yeah, but that's people who are into something. I'm talking about people who are into women. <laughs> Just a general statement. This is the average person. I get, oh, your Velvet Sky is the god of blah, blah, blah. Uh, whatever. I'm sure she's you, a very nice girl. Just just a glance over the... the divas and the knockouts one last time i it just it makes me feel so much watching that nxt match makes me feel so bad for gail kim oh yeah because she had to leave the wwe when there was a time when they had nothing for her to do in the ring yep she goes to tna where the one person she's having great matches with now on this run gets pregnant and has to leave and now she's stuck with with Nobody really to work with, and you're just man. I, but hey, she has a rich husband. She's very happily married. TNA itself is stuck with nobody to work with. Yeah, it's getting to that point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, MVP is maybe yeah. out of the main event of Slammiversary if you actually knew he was in it to begin with. Um, yeah, they, they got some problems going on. Uh, overall. Better than Extreme Rules was Payback tonight? No. A top to bottom as a show? No. And I asked that because the point we I brought up when we started this show about the the theory that the main crew would try to up their game to overtop takeover. Yeah, I mean until you got to the final you know, the two real main events, Evolution and the Cena match. This is a bland show, and those two matches, I I would say the show is worth watching, but probably the weakest pay-per-view of the year. show was worth watching. Um, up until the two, two big main events, it was what Raw probably should be in terms of match quality, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and I just think I just think extreme raw, extreme rules they they brought a little bit more to the table. Um, May as well call it extreme my, raw. That that might have been the gimmick. Yeah, uh, gimmick matches might have been. Hell, it might have even been the horn swoggle Torito mini tables, ladders, and chairs that I enjoyed so much. But overall, from top to bottom, as a card, Extreme Rules was better than this. But this wasn't a bad card by any means. I mean, this wasn't like that run of four pay per views from August through Survivor Series that were just god awful. But uh, this was nothing to write home about. But you know, go out of your way to watch the Wyatt Cena match and the uh, and the uh, trios match. And before I let you go, just to update: uh, best last man standing match ever. Forty eight percent still choose John Cena and Umaga. Twenty eight percent choose Triple H and Chris Jericho. 
in third place, John Cena and Bray Wyatt. So That sounds about right. That sounds about right to me, too. Uh, that was Payback 2014. Uh, thank you for those who listen to us live. Again, you can check us and find out our live info at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter and ShakeThemRopes.com. Uh, Jeff, we'll see you next week with what, uh, maybe we'll have a decision on the world championship by the next time we talk. Uh, yes, we might have a decision tomorrow. We may have a decision tomorrow. And again, depending on the weather, I may or may not be there live to see it. And either way, who cares? (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Uh, that's shake them ropes for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Go Kings, go. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.